0: Hey, welcome to the Ask a Pastor podcast. We are experimenting with a little bit of a new format here, um, spending more time going into one subject and uh, just having a little bit more uh, more fun, being a little bit more casual. So um, today we're going to explore the subject that you've all been waiting for, Kanye. So, but before we jump into that, since we're talking about music, why don't you share, Kurt, what are you listening to these days? What am I listening to? Days? I've
1: been listening to Slaughter Beach Dog. Okay, uh, it's one of the things my sons have gotten me into. So I actually took Nate, my youngest son, to a Slaughter Beach Dog concert the other wow. night, and I was actually the probably the oldest person in the room, but it was really cool. They're one of these bands that isn't well known, so we were standing uh right on the stage like my hands were on the stage and uh as we were there so that's kind of fun when you get that close to somebody oh, wow. uh, so i've been listening to their music a little bit just because my kids were into it but then after going to the concert I'd and what been it is like a
2: alt it's independent like, type of band or what, what it's, is it i would call that.
1: it a uh indie rock yeah. uh alternative so electric or acoustic no it's, well it's uh, i mean so they have the electric guitars but yeah um, yeah, it's, cool. it, it, they're fun. It, they're a lot of uh, that's probably not a recommendation if you have young kids, because there are <laughs> a lot of drug and alcohol references. Yeah. But what was actually cool is it gave me a chance to talk about that with my son right. uh, yeah. saying, okay, you like this music. Um, let's talk about how often drugs and alcohol are used as a reference yeah, yeah. Uh, and what the context is and how this plays out. Um, so it was kind of, it was an interesting conversation at first. He was like, "Oh, dad, you know, come on. But it's like, well, okay, Uh, you know, I went to the concert with you and you know, probably half the songs felt like they had some clear reference to drug use or alcohol. Hmm. And so it it ended up leading to a good conversation.
2: Yeah, I've done the same with my kids. You know, I, I've always said it's uh, I want to insulate my kids, but not isolate my kids. Like you, you want your kids to be able to like. They're going to have to be independent and out there in the world anyhow. Yeah. So, you know, for them to be able to listen to whatever they want to listen to, but wrestle with the ideas, not just intake it, I think is important. So yeah. I do the same yeah. thing with my kids, you know.
1: So, Joel, what have you been listening to? Oh, uh, yeah, man. Uh, I wait, am wait, a, wait, 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 we know. Something country. Yes! No! Lithuania? <laughs> <laughs> I
2: love country. What? Lithuania, <laughs> I said? So that's a
0: country. I love country music. and um, Do you really? You didn't And Did you year, admit
2: that publicly.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and I okay. hated it when I was a kid growing up in a place where everybody listened to country. Yeah. But we went to this Luke Bryant concert like a year yeah, ago, right? Great. A- accidentally, sort of. And, uh, and we come back and, and Kurt in one of his messages rips <laughs> on sunrise, sunburn, <laughs> sunset, repeat. And I'm in the back yeah. of the room just like,
1: yeah! <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's my jam. <laughs> so, so, Dan, yep. um, you're not working. Uh, you're just listening to music for fun. You're not like trying yeah. to find a new worship song. What are you listening
2: to? Well, you know, I am really eclectic. So like if you, I actually still have an iPod and if you actually, actually I just dug up my old iPod that was like 80 gigabytes of, of music. So I put it on random and I would say that random is really my listening taste. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, I listen to everything from like flat picking bluegrass, to country, to wow. classical music, to, to jazz and all sorts of jazz, you know, into the really heavy stuff. Hmm. Uh, I, I'd say I'm not as in tune with uh, the pop music today but a lot of times I'll just put on the radio and listen to it because you know in my world I need to know what people are doing because yeah. I play on people's records and stuff and then also you know we do stuff here and you want to know what the bleeding edge is you know where so people if are I going. asked
1: you if you like the new Lizzo Lizzo tone. Uh, <laughs> I, don't tune, know it. Say, I don't know it. <laughs> I don't know it oh, yeah okay. sorry All right. sorry. All right.
2: So yeah, so I, I listen to a little bit of everything though and I really enjoy all types of music. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I know we're gonna talk about Kanye today. The one type of music that I don't know much about is rap music, actually, and uh, I've just never really gotten into it too mm. much, so yeah. I'm not an expert in rap. I have,
0: you know, just over the past couple weeks been listening to this album, and I really have enjoyed it, which has been yeah. surprising to me. So well, there's
2: not a lot of rap on it. Okay. It's not don't know country. What that means. It's, it's not, not country. country. Yeah. Did you know Kurt was a really good rapper? No. <laughs> yeah, nobody does it. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> not true. That's not true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So let's get into this. Uh, Kanye uh, obviously has had this uh, this conversion experience um, and is redefining himself as somebody who's not gonna play secular music anymore, he's only gonna play gospel music. Kurt, what's your initial reaction to just having seen this in the news?
1: In terms of just his um, saying, I'm not going to do other music. Or sure. Yeah, overall, let's go there. Um, yeah, because
2: I hadn't heard that. I didn't know that I, he was I, I actually like had made that okay. turn. Yeah. I, I had heard him say like, I'm an artist who's Christian, but not necessarily a Christian artist. Like gotcha. everything I do is Christian, That's sort right. of because he's a Christian. So that was a. But, but Jimmy I didn't realize Kimmel that. Yeah. Thing. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. right. I, I mean, certainly it brings positive attention to. Uh, Christianity. I mean, dropping an album called Jesus is King is cool. Uh, Just that somebody who didn't necessarily espouse that uh, five years ago is saying, I've had a change of life and I want to celebrate that and I want it to be part of my music, part of my life. Yeah, Um, I I see that as something to be celebrated.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Um, I had somebody uh, a week ago, a friend said to me, you know, how ironic is it that the number one best-selling album in the world is called Jesus is King right mm-hmm. now. Like that's, that's wow. a substantial thing. Yeah. Um, huh. What about you, Dan? What do you think about just his turn from
2: Yeah. Well, hey, you know, we're all about the gospel. So like if somebody genuinely uh, has a conversion experience, comes to Christ, man, I mean, what's not to like about that, right? So yeah. I feel like that's as positive a thing as you can possibly have. Now we don't know what the end of this thing is going to be, but uh, man. I am thankful for it. I'm thankful for what's happening. It sounds like he's a part of a good church that's uh, teaching really uh, solid foundational Christianity and, hmm. uh, you know, hopefully he's heard he started
1: his own church. I don't know. Uh, he, and I don't know the, I don't, I didn't research that, yeah, he, but I he heard moved he. moved
2: recently. So that, that could well be the case. Um, okay. You know, that gives you a little bit of pause just because of how long he's been a Christian. Somebody told me
1: he's got like 17,000 people coming. I think that was a church that he was already a part of. Oh, was he already I, a part
0: of? He was at okay. least
1: under some sort of pastoral leadership. Okay. Yeah, and,
2: and I actually watched uh, like a video with the, the pastor on, uh, it was a, some blog called Wretched. Um, Guy's a pretty solid guy, and he was interviewing the pastor, and, and the pastor was just great. I mean, he said all the right stuff in mm. my estimation, you know, really solid biblically. Uh, f- all the foundational biblical stuff was uh, was really right on. So, you know, I was thankful that that Kanye's part of a church like that, yeah. you know?
0: One of the things that uh, I think we heard a lot of people saying when he first, before the album came out, when he first talked about his conversion, people were saying, "Is this just a hoax, just to like sell more albums?" Um,
1: what do you guys well, think of that? That's
2: a bad hoax if it is. That's true. Becoming a Christian <laughs> artist typically doesn't. Although bode it is well. number one
1: in the world. Right, right, right. That's so, right. so, it, so it did, in that sense, if it was well. a hoax, it's it worked. was a good,
2: good ho- hoax. But, yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, what what you, What's your take on that? Um, you know. I think that would be a
0: really hard hoax to keep up. Um, At least when I listen to the album and I listen to the lyrics, um, and maybe he's just consulting somebody else that is, you know, feeding these lyrics, like it just seems, it seems real. It doesn't seem like someone who has this, you know, facade of Christianity. Um, Like he's, he's preaching lyrics that are, you know, that get to the heart of what I think Christianity is. Um, and, and saying things like, you know, I was a servant to the devil and now I'm not. Mm. Um, and you know, caring about, uh, his one fam, uh, song is, uh, closed on Sundays and he talks about like protecting the family and raising up sons and daughters in the faith. And, um, it, that to me just feels too genuine for me to, to, to question, um, whether or not it's real or not.
2: Yeah. Well, you do have to ask a question, like. Why? I mean, what, what would be the motivation for him? I, I really don't think it would be that he thought it was gonna go to number one because he released a Christian yeah. record. You know, I, I don't know that that would be the case because typically artists who have gone that direction, it's gone the other way for them. So you do have to ask, like, what could be behind it other than something that he genuinely heartfelt, you know? Um, it, it's almost like, to me, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of people argue, like uh, um, the writers of the Bible, the apostles, you know, they were making up these stories. Uh, and I always say, what? why would they do that? Hmm. And they said, well, it's for power. And I said, well, you know, as I read the Bible, they didn't get any power, they got persecution, they all got killed, you yeah. know? I mean, that was the hardest choice that they could have made. If anything, that sort of verifies their faith to me, that they were willing to look in the eyes of the fire and say, I'm willing to go through this, yeah. uh, because what I, what I believe is true, you know, I saw it happen. So that's right. I'd say with Kanye, you know, that's, that's what it seems like to me, is he's had a genuine conversion and he's, you know, just one. he's an artist and he puts out music and he wants to put out music that reflects what happened yeah. in his heart. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I, questioning somebody's conversion from a distance is always dangerous, mm. um, in my estimation. At the same time, I think Christians can be irresponsible with celebrity. Mm. And what I mean by that is when a celebrity all of a sudden articulates faith, we give the person a bigger platform than their spiritual maturity would suggest. Mm-hmm. In the New Testament, we're told um, that somebody who's taking leadership in a church should not be a recent convert. Yeah, and and certainly we're not suggesting Kanye is taking leadership in a church if he's going to a church and all mm. of that. But in the broader church, what happens is celebrity becomes a de facto voice of authority. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes what happens is, is we'll listen to somebody because they're a celebrity on spiritual matters that that, that probably we would be wise to be cautious to give them that much sway. And I'm not speaking even specifically here about Kanye, but just yeah. saying. saying so, so I think it's possible to say on one hand, awesome. I have no reason to question anything yeah. and just celebrate what God appears to have done, but that doesn't mean that now every view Kanye has should be considered right next to people who have studied their lifetime and, and, you know, gone through the process of of being recognized by the church, ordained, studying at a seminary, those kinds of things that Mm. have been traditional markers for somebody to to speak with authority for for a community. And and so I think there would be some wisdom there to having caution while at Mm. the same time celebration.
0: And that's exactly where I went. Um, First Timothy 3 6. He must not be a recent convert, or he may be puffed up I with stole conceit. It from you
1: without <laughs> I know,
0: and fall into the <laughs> condemnation of the devil. And I just think that puffed up with conceit thing is a really big part of that. When you have uh, someone like, take Justin Bieber, who like, all of a sudden is like put in the spotlight, like this guy's a new convert. Like he represents Christianity. That's exactly the concern in the church Mm -hmm. is you have somebody who's new representing Christianity. And that's the position that he's in. I don't, I don't envy him for that reason. Right.
1: No, because the scrutiny now will be intense for him. Everything he says or does, he will get criticized from both sides. He'll get yes. Christians who say, well, you're not Christian enough yes. uh, because you don't believe the jot and tittles that I believe or practice yeah. the way I do. And then you'll have people in the secular culture who will say, oh, you're now X or Y because of, of everything that yeah. you've stated. Yeah. Nice use
2: of the word jot and tittle, by the yeah, way. That's Thank you. Nice job <laughs> on that. You. I, you know, I just had to throw that in. Yeah, work. Like I've never Johnson heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, some of my favorite foods. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I, I think too, like for me, If I was a brand new when I was a brand new Christian, if people would have just unfolded my life publicly, that would have been an awful thing for me. So my my heart goes out to Kanye, you know, I mean that that is a really rough thing. You know, I mean, like when when I came to Christ, my life was genuinely changed. I mean, it genuinely took a a turn. But man, you know, I mean, God was still working a lot of stuff out in my life and he still is. You know, I mean, all these years later. Uh, you know, it 's not like he 's gotten everything you know i 've gotten everything right or something so doing that under public the public eye and public scrutiny especially on that level of stage I, I think that 's a really difficult thing yeah and I feel you know um, i don 't feel bad for him i, I don 't even know sure. what the word is but you know there's you well, he
1: he is used to being in the public eye. He is, yeah. He, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, he did marry a Kardashian. Is that uh, right? Is that right, Heard of that? I don't and, know. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, so, have you seen Keeping Up with the Kardashians? Not, I've, you, I've I've never. never seen it. Have you? Wow. No, I have not. Oh, <laughs> All right. So on. so so we have no, nothing to comment. Josh, have
2: you seen it? Uh, one of my favorite shows to keep on the DVR. Oh, so he's his has favorite. Seen yes.
1: Keeping Up with the Kardashians, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My guess is that, that if you, know, you marry somebody who's putting their whole life on there, right. that you're at least um, comfortable with being in the public eye for everything. But there is going to be something that will change. Yeah.
2: yeah. You know, it, um, I was just thinking about like um, Anne Rice, who was a, an author. She wrote like all these vampire books and stuff, and she ended up becoming a Christian. And it was kind of interesting the way she became a Christian, actually. I think she was doing. Re- she's like a, a really research-heavy type of person, so uh, like a James Michener type of person. Where when she does her books, if she places them in Poland in 1800 or something like that, she'll research hmm. a lot for it. So I think she was researching around the time of Christ. Maybe she was doing it for like, you know, vampires in Jerusalem or something like that. I don't know. But anyhow, she uh, she started as she was researching. She gave her life to Christ. It sounded like a genuine conversion. She ended up writing a couple of books that were about Jesus. A little bit questionable on that, you know, she was, a, again, a new convert, yeah. um, but she felt so much scrutiny from the church. It was just, mm-hmm. it was a lot of pain for her. Yeah. And uh, she ended up, I think, really renouncing her faith in the, in the last number of oh, years. Wow. So, you know, my prayer for Kanye is that he wouldn't get beat up by us too much, That's too, because, right. you know, we can be extraordinarily critical. You know, yeah. the, uh, the word says, Jesus said, they'll, they'll know us by our love. Yeah. But man, you know, it seems like so often in the church, we're known not by our love, but by our criticism of each other and our divisions, right. you know? Yeah.
1: Well, if you want to be criticized, um, go to work at a church.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right.
1: And uh, Or become a public Christian figure. Yes. I mean, um, yeah. what's uh, Lauren Daigle uh, is a, another good example. I mean, she's a yeah, singer. Right. I mean, she's criticized for what she wears, how yeah. she sings, what oh. she... Be- I mean, everything in her yes. life, it's like you can find somebody who's got an opinion. Yes. And, and so certainly that's part of, of and I think that's part of why there's the idea of not a recent convert you don't want somebody to get so disheartened with it and that may have been so, some yeah. of what happened with Anne Rice yeah. where just got disheartened with having people you know kind of pick at everything but again yeah. that's part and parcel of the celebrity and raising up a celebrity to say now they represent something that, that maybe they weren't ready to fully represent
0: yeah that's true can I throw some Kanye lyrics out here sure so this is from the song, Hands On, and mm. on the subject of how the church reacts yeah. to watching this happen publicly, he writes, I've been working for you my, oh, this, uh, that was the devil one, I've been working for you my whole life, told the devil that I'm going on strike. He later says, said, I'm fine, I do a gospel album, what have you been hearing from the Christians? They'll be the first one to judge me, make it feel like nobody loved me told people god was my mission what have you been hearing from the christians they'll be the first one to judge me make me make it feel like nobody loved me
2: what's your what's your reaction to that you know there's, there's two sides of it one is, is you feel like a certain level of shame uh... with christianity and how you know it can be really petty It can be really judgmental i mean we see yeah. we see that all the time you know i mean you just uh... Do a Google search where there's a comment section on something about yeah. any sort of Christian question and read the comments. Some of them get very caustic and very ugly. Yeah. And you, you go like, man, really, this is supposed to be a representative of Christ. On the other side, we are supposed to be workmen approved, and the truth is the final arbiter of things. Now, right. I, I know there's some areas where there's gray areas, but you know, on the core truths of Christianity, you have to be dogmatic. Hmm. You just have to be, you can't let those things go. So there's certain things where, you know, if you're talking about, you know, the Trinity or the deity of Christ or something, well, you have to be dogmatic about it. You know, you have to hold your ground. And there is that arbiter of truth where you have to say, no, if you cross this line, you've crossed over into another zone that Hmm. is not really Orthodox Christianity, you know? So I think that's a caution for that. So, you know, if if he's getting critiques from Christians, he probably should bring him to his pastor or somebody that he really trusts and says, what do you think about these? Are yeah. these legit or illegit? And hopefully that guy has enough understanding, biblical background to be able to say, well, this thing, you should be cautious on what you're saying here because this can really be taken wrong. But these things, these are in-house debates. You don't have to worry about how caustic people are being with you. You know, Just keep plowing ahead type yeah, of thing. You know? That's true.
1: Another thing strikes me, um, and again, I don't know that this fits Kanye specifically, but one of the ways to avoid scrutiny is to claim that you're being judged. Mm-hmm. And right, to say, right. oh, as soon as I'm judged, you're judging me, <clears throat> yes. therefore you can't say anything. And there's a both end. So, so he's right in a sense to say, uh, I'm sure I'll be get judged and to have a legitimate concern and distaste for it. But at the same time, I, I think it's okay for there to be legitimate scrutiny and not yeah. just to say I'm being judged. And so if you, are public or in ministry. Hmm. Um, like one of the things I know I have to do is when people will will critique or give suggestions for something at the church, is ask the question, is there truth in it? Not yeah. just, you're judging yeah. me and I'm done, I, I don't listen. I I, knew, I need to say, what is there in this that that is legitimate that I can hear and learn from? Um, and, uh, and it's interesting with our teaching that goes out on radio and internet and stuff. We'll get emails from people random, you know, different no. places and, uh, who will, <laughs> really? who, who will, uh, who, who will, you know, are like self appointed. Yeah. Right. Um, and sometimes you'll respond a few times and then say, okay, look, you know, well, I'm not going to keep responding all the time, but, but my point is that, um, it would be easy just to say, oh, judge judging, instead right. of saying, let me hear. And I hope for Kanye's sake that he does both, that he can say yeah. there's time, as you said, Dan, to plow ahead to say this is um, not something I need to be concerned about, but that he'll also say, but what is legitimate yes. mm-hmm. in some of the critique that, that might get thrown my way. What do you see in the lyrics, Joel, of that?
0: I, uh, I, it's, it, it makes me sad, to be honest, mm. just that... Um, I, th- I think you know when somebody when somebody becomes a believer and and they say that they've become a believer. I think the church just needs to get behind them and cheer them on. And, mm-hmm. and, I, and when I say cheer them on, I don't mean mm-hmm. go out and buy his album. I just mean encourage him. And um, I, I guess it's not here. It's it's at the end of the song. He says uh, he says I deserve all the criticism you got uh, to sing of change. You think I'm joking to praise his name. You ask what I'm smoking. Yes, I understand <laughs> your reluctancy. Yeah. But I have a request, you see, don't throw me up, lay your hands on me, please pray for me. And that was convicting Mm. to me, just that like our response to him, he's asking for it, It needs to be Mm -hmm. to pray for him. I mean, he's got a difficult road ahead Mm.
2: to be... He had that, that humility in there, too, to say, you know, my life has not been perfect, you know, right. I and mean, he spotted that. Which
0: is so against <laughs> Kanye's personality. Is it really? Right? Um, I mean, he's generally, you know, putting himself in the spotlight, I'm the man, I, you know. You so to say, I deserve all the criticism, I, I, I don't know, that points to some real change.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, what you were saying, I think um, your first response to um, emails that come in that, that might seem critical uh, of, stepping back and saying, okay, is there truth in this? You know, because all of our first natural defenses are saying, this person's just being critical, exactly what you were saying. But, you know, the, the scripture you brought up earlier, the, the Timothy scripture, uh, it talks about the, you know, you're not puffed up. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, pride is a real issue. And yeah. if, if you do just say, they're just judging me and I'm gonna say what I wanna say type of thing. Well, you never get to the heart of saying, okay, is there a legitimate, is there a truth issue here that goes beyond just an interpretation issue, you know?
0: Yeah. All right, so I want to hear from both of you, would you sing, I mean setting aside the fact that it's rap and that would probably make a lot of people uncomfortable to try Mm -hmm. to sing along with it in our setting, uh, would you play one of his songs during a service?
2: Yeah so so, I I actually listened to a bunch of the the record uh, before I knew we were going to talk about this uh, and the reason I would listen to it, uh, first of all, you know, I, I do try to listen to new stuff that's out there, but I was actually listening, like fishing, seeing like, is there anything good on this? You yeah. know, this, this guy's putting, yeah, putting out it'll a high-budget record. record. Yeah, it's Pop people, they're going right to know now. it, and it's going to be well done because, you know, he's put the money behind it to get the right people involved and stuff. So, cool. you know, it's going to be a good project. And so my question was, you know, is there anything here that was usable for us? Yeah, you know, so. okay.
1: And did you find anything?
2: There was one possible one, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. so the rest of it, according to Dan, is not very good? Well, no, 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 uh, it, it's not that, it's, it's the doability. You, have, do you have to ask the question, you know, okay, yeah, okay, if it's got a big gospel choir, we just don't have that, so can we do it? You right. know, if it's got a big rap section, I know you can rap, but who else on our staff can rap? You. Me, I'm the guy. You. You, you can rap. do not want to hear that. You don't want to see me dance, you don't want to hear me rap.
0: Yeah. A lot of the songs sort of tell his own story. Right. Yeah. Um, so that, that doesn't, sense. that wouldn't play correctly. But. Yeah. What about yeah. you?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't hesitate to do a song uh, from it from what I know today. Um, I do think when it comes to music that there's a both and to saying evaluate the music and the source. Okay. Um, Mm. Uh, You guys have axed some bands, right? We've we've taken some things uh, out of rotation Okay, um, or we're not doing some things that other churches do that are like us do freely. and so I, I, and I and I think you want to be careful not to always just simply say, well, I don't like that source. We'll never do anything because I think music can stand on its own. Mm. Um, but in this case, I wouldn't be concerned about the source at the moment. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I would say that's, you know, he's coming in a new place. And if somebody's just had a conversion, I'd be more concerned if in five years um, there are some doctrinal errors and things mm. that have crept in. Then I might say, ah, not as much. Yeah, and so, sure. so, so in that sense, that, that would be, be there. But yeah, I, I right now wouldn't hesitate. How about you?
0: Um, I, th- I think I'm with you in that I wouldn't hesitate today. Um, because you have to act on the information that you have. Um, yeah, you make a good point that you do have to consider both the source and the content. Um, because, you know, so, so this weekend and not, it'll be passed by the time this airs, um, he's going to Joel Osteen's church, which is like, you know, the uh, the beachhead of prosperity gospel in America, mm-hmm. right? Pro- right. Pro- I think America's largest church uh, that, that preaches a prosperity gospel. You heard it
1: here. Joel just called Joel the beachhead of <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, the prosperity gospel that. in America. Is oh, yeah. that not true? Um, I'm, I'm just saying it was Joel's comment on Joel. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Joel <laughs> on Joel. Yeah, I like <laughs> that. Know, drives no, me that, crazy. that. That's a fair, fair critique.
0: People, when, when I sometimes meet them for the first time, why you judge church. You're making them feel like um, he's not loved. The, <laughs> they'll hear my name and they'll be like, oh, like Joel Osteen, I love him. And they'll go on about how much they listen to Joel Osteen and I'm thinking, you're not going to come to this church <laughs> for very long. <laughs> so um, I guess let me ask this question. Um, what, what should the church's response be? What should Christians' response be who um, believe strongly in the gospel, who see the prosperity gospel as an error um, if if Kanye like really aligns himself with Joel Osteen in that movement?
2: You know, one good thing, I, I did just watch that, as I mentioned, uh, okay. a podcast uh, with his his pastor, who's currently his pastor. And uh, uh, this guy, it was only 20 minutes of talk, I think, but this guy to me seemed extremely solid. So, okay. uh, you know, there's a good possibility that, that They'll probably have some compelling uh, conversations that uh, you know. Hopefully, he'll be able to see and discern those things. Yeah. Um, for him, that's a big stage, you know, and that might be part of it. I don't know. Uh, he maybe he was asked to be there. Is my guess. You know, that uh, Joel Osteen's church actually asked him to be there. But again, I I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: So. I guess it goes to a larger question of how do how do Christians respond to um, someone who's sort of a public figure, celebrity. Uh, who claims Christianity, but there's something in their theology that's that's like way off. Like the, who is the yeah. presidential candidate? I was gonna
1: say you have the same issue right now with uh, Paula White being an advisor to Donald Trump. Okay. Uh, Paula right. White is uh, another well-known prosperity teacher yeah. who, you know, here at Orchard Hill we'd say we don't believe mm. probably a good chunk of what she espouses. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, you know, she's sitting in the White House advising Donald Trump. Right and so yeah how does that impact how you see something is yeah. is, is a fair question and so, so how do you respond to to kanye going to lakewood i
0: think on the and i'm thinking of the uh presidential candidate who's a uh, seventh-day adventist oh, okay. like we have to make those decisions probably um well that's i guess a, a much larger conversation in terms of you know how do you decide who you vote for but, um, I would say, you know, having a, a, a segment of their theology that's way out in left field probably doesn't disqualify them from, you know, being a person that you vote for. Um, but with Kanye, uh, I, I I think you probably treat him the same way you treat anybody else who's um, who you disagree with theologically. That um, you you keep the good, you celebrate the good, and you you mourn the bad and um, I don't know, I guess there's a difference between somebody who's... Um, there have been prosperity gospel uh, preachers that we've looked at and said, I'm not even sure if this person understands the gospel. Um, or, like, do they really know Jesus or is this all about, you know, the money or something else? And, and that's different than somebody who um, sort of just gets swept along in the movement, who does love the Lord, who does, you know, they're honestly seeking him. Um, so, I think the responses to those are are different, and yeah. one you probably regard as a false teacher, and the other you regard as somebody who's you know sort of being strung along by a false teacher
1: yeah and and maybe this is more nuanced than we need, but there's nuance to false teachers uh, in mm. sure in that yeah. you know if you listen to anybody long enough, there's probably something you disagree with, yes, and you wouldn't say, "Well, false teacher, I disagree with that yeah. um right. and so Um, You you know, even to to put that moniker down, um, I'm not even sure when the tipping point is uh, in terms of saying, oh, now they're a false teacher Mm -hmm. Absolutely. and we shouldn't listen to them at all um, because I think there are people even in the prosperity camp who I wouldn't agree with that I wouldn't want to put that label on. Uh, And then there are some in that camp that I would say, that's probably fair. Mm -hmm. And, And I don't know that I've thought through exactly where the tipping point is. And I don't know that it's a good answer to say, you'll, you'll know it when you see it yeah. uh, in that. But, but so, so even within the, the prosperity movement in Kanye, there's probably a difference in even where he might align himself. Hmm.
2: And you know, again, if you do a Google search on any famous teacher and just put in their name and the words false teacher, you yeah. will get hits. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Billy Graham is the Antichrist type of stuff. Where you really do have to question and say, like, man, there's there's some really harsh critiques out there. Where is that? Where is that line? And one of the things that I think is uh, can be overly harsh because I've seen this time and time again is guilt by association. So you know, um, somebody you know Kanye plays at somebody's church and then you know he's he's thrown under the bus because of it. But I've seen teachers that I really respect who have shared the stage. You know, like Ravi Zacharias was a guy that I like to listen to. And, uh, you know, I've, I've, he shared the stage with some people who, you know, would, would disagree theologically on some very significant issues. And then I've seen all of a sudden, you know, Ravi Zacharias, false teacher, because he's he had hung a, out with these people. Yeah, right? he was on the same stage. Well, you know, that, that's a pretty harsh criticism rather than criticizing them for their own beliefs and their, their theology. You know? yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and, and there is something to, if you share a stage with somebody, you are to a degree endorsing them. Uh, not entirely, because you're not saying I believe in everything, but sure. there is something that you're saying, okay, we're, we're enough here to, um, and you would like people to discern, but they don't always mm-hmm. in terms of that. But it's also, um, yeah, unfair when somebody says, because you have been near this person, you must yeah. believe all they believe or endorse all that they are, rather than saying, hey, I'm willing, because otherwise you'd never... Share stage with anybody that's at right, some point that's right. because you would say, "Well, we disagree on the you know fifteenth point of this minor doctrine."
2: Exactly, and, exactly. Yeah. And and you know it's different if you like if you invited somebody to to be on stage here at the church. Mm-hmm. That really is an endorsement to a certain degree. That, you that's a so bigger endorsement than there, there me needs, going somewhere. Right. There right. there needs to be some discernment mm-hmm. in that. You know you don't want to be caught off guard and have them say something that you know is really unexpected on stage. So you need to know some background, but you know, like, you've spoken at a number of places where there's a lot of different teachers, and you might not fully agree with all the other teachers, you know, uh, but you're not endorsing them just because you're speaking to an audience, uh, you know. No, that's right.
0: All right, so we're going to move on to a new segment here that's some rapid-fire questions, and uh, as we pivot to that, um, I want to ask this question. Um, (laughs) uh, Very briefly, should Christians even care when celebrities are... uh, when uh, celebrities become Christians.
2: Yes, absolutely. One, one of the reasons why, you know, Kanye's out there, he's, he's speaking to an audience that maybe has never heard about Christianity very much in a very clear, or compelling way. Um, you know, he can be a light in the darkness in areas that other Christian voices might never be able to hit. Uh, but in the same way, you know, the guy who got converted, who hangs out down at the local bar and uh, goes to his buddies and starts sharing Jesus, we should celebrate him in yeah. a similar way. So. Uh, there's nothing special in God's eyes about Kanye or anybody else who, who has celebrity but he does have a fairly large platform. Yeah. And I'm thankful if you share in Jesus. You know, that's that's a good thing. Yeah.
1: Um, to a degree, yes. I, I don't think it's worthy of being obsessed with, but I think because of the influence, it's a story and people will talk about it, so to have a well-informed idea about it is worthwhile. That's true. Yeah. What would you say?
0: Uh, I would say yes, but we care too much, I think. Mm. I think we're, we get too wrapped up in like, uh, oh, look, guys, Christianity's actually cool because Kanye's doing right, Like it. an endorsement. Right, exactly. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I mean, let's not, let's not fool ourselves. We worship a guy who was crucified. Um, and, right. uh, and what we believe, it's, it's a little bit crazy that he rose from the dead. Um, and so we should expect that culture's not going to wrap its hands around that and say, we love it. So. yeah,
2: And it doesn't make it more real because somebody who is famous endorses that that's right you know
0: yeah all right more questions here uh, this one says I have seen videos on YouTube particularly Bethel Church and upper room that are titled spontaneous worship what is spontaneous worship and is it biblical
2: that sounds like a Dan question all right <laughs> <laughs> it's not really uh, you know there's a couple things to this um, I think you have to ask what what's the meaning behind the question if if your meaning which probably would be Bethel's take on this is that you're led by the Holy Spirit in a certain way um, because of the Holy Spirit's saying, you need to do this chorus again and you're gonna have a breakthrough and some people are gonna have a healing. Um, you have to be cautious with that, I'd say. Um, you know, could that be true? Absolutely, the Holy Spirit leads people and he should. You know, I mean, when you speak, you should, sometimes God might place things on your heart that you didn't prepare and you you say, and that's okay. That's, that's what your job is. Um, I think, to be honest with you, though, just the craft of music—just to be very blunt—I think oftentimes it's less that than it is somebody seeing where a room's going and they're just feeling the feel of the room. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, there's basically like I've often told people here, like uh, you know, you you have your rock and roll performance, which is you perform the song exactly like the recording was. When you go and see a rock and roll band, you want to hear the identical recording of it. And then you have jazz, where you don't want to hear the identical recording, you want to hear something totally different, so, uh, you know, there's some excitement when people are doing something free on stage. And as far as being biblical, sure, no no problem at all, Uh, as long as you're not adhering too much to some of the theological mysticism that's behind it.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, let's do one more uh, sort of theology question, and then I'm gonna ask you both another question. Um, this is, I have grown up in the Baptist church, in, in the Baptist church in which we did not drink or go to bars. What is your opinion of Christians drinking or going to
1: bars? I think that you should answer that question. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: that's right. right.
1: Interesting.
0: Ah, yeah. Um, I, I have, uh, I, I don't have any problem with Christians drinking or going to bars. Um, uh, Jesus turned water into wine. Um, and (laughs) no matter. So was it fruit juice? uh, It was fruit juice that was fermented. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so obviously there's a lot of care that needs to happen there and that can very easily grow into an addiction. Um, it can grow into something that, uh, people use to, um, deal with stress and anxiety. Um, and, uh, and of course drinking too much is a problem. So
2: anything else on That's it. No, I'd I'd agree wholeheartedly with that. And I I think the the Bible has admonitions against alcohol. It has some very severe ones, especially in the book of Proverbs. Uh, But it also, you know, Psalm 104, it talks about uh, God gave wine for the gladness of men's heart. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and, and like you said, you know, Jesus turned water into wine and he himself said, this is my blood, wine. Uh, and we could go into some deeper stuff on that, but I, I don't, I don't yeah. think the Bible says don't drink alcohol. I think the Bible says do not get drunk. Yeah,
1: yeah, that, that part's clear. I think the argument that sometimes people will make is the argument about the weaker brother, yeah. the whole idea right. of does your participation encourage yeah. somebody else toward addiction, which I, a lot of times I feel like when somebody makes that argument, if they can articulate that they're the weaker brother or they're concerned about the weaker brother, mm-hmm. they probably are not. Uh, because at that point, they're using hmm. the text as a club to a certain extent <clears throat> to say, we want, we want you to live like we live, and now we're appealing to this. Yeah. At the same time, it can be a legitimate concern to say, you know, Christian culture has moved just in the last 15 years, I would say. Um, not that it wasn't part of the culture before, but um, 15, 20 years ago, uh, people wouldn't have all sat around... Um, saying, hey, um, not nowhere, but it, it wasn't as common that yeah. Christians would say, let's go out and drink or let's have a drink, you know, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And I think it's like anything, um, it was a good pendulum swing to say, let's not act like alcohol is bad when it mm-hmm. is not sinful. Let's name drunkenness and let's, let, let's say that that's the issue because it is, so let's accept it and talk about it instead of people sneaking around or whatever mm-hmm. they were doing. But sometimes the pendulum can swing so far than the other way that, that you're not asking any of the questions about the mm. culture, about the environments, about addictions, about mm. weaker brothers. And, and I think that, um, that, that what you'll end up seeing is 10, 15 years from now, the pendulum will come back a little bit again mm. Mm. Uh, because people will say, okay, maybe we got too loose mm. and, and have actually encouraged some things that weren't healthy. And again, I think it was a right swing to come away from the, you know, bars are bad, drinking's bad, people who drink are bad. Mm. Um, but, but now it's almost, uh, y- you know, you can be in a Christian environment and feel awkward if you're not drinking. Hmm. And I don't know that that's positive either. Yeah. So.
0: All right. Maybe next time we'll tackle the weed question
2: and see if we can <laughs> disagree. <clears throat> uh,
0: so lastly, give us something that's coming up here at the church that uh, you're excited about that you want people to know about.
2: Well, we were on the edge of Christmas, so that's always a really exciting time. And and I'd say the thing about Christmas that's exciting for me is not just, um, in my mind, it's not the big show. You know, that's not what it's all about. Um, Like I've I've had for 20 years, my family um, who are uh, mostly like from a Catholic background have come and they've been a part of the services. And uh, you know, I'm I'm thankful that year after year they're here in the gospel. And uh, I'm excited because people invite friends that they normally wouldn't invite to church yeah. and those friends actually show up to church and they get to hear the good news about Jesus. So that's yeah. something I'm really excited about. Yeah.
1: Yeah, certainly Christmas ahead of us is always a, a great time. And then I'm excited for the new year too. I, mm. I think new year tends to be a time when people who have maybe become disengaged in church often say, well, let's re-engage. And that's just a great time to see mm. people um, say, hey, I'm jumping back in and, yeah. and see what God's doing. How about for you, Joel?
0: I would actually say the Vision 2020 events. I mean, they're sort of underway right now, but also extend through the end of the year. And just Mm -hmm. giving people the opportunity for the, some people for the first time to ask God, what do you want me to do with my resources? Mm -hmm. That's, that is hugely powerful in someone's life. Um, And so I just get excited about that from a spiritual growth perspective to to see people take that first step.
1: So Yeah. 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 Okay.
0: Good. Well, that's it. Uh, Send in your questions to Ask a Pastor. We'd love to continue to answer those uh, in the rapid-fire section, or if they're super good, uh, we'll spend a half hour digging into them.